Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of my Rational Perspective. Chelsea nil, Man United nil. I feel like I'm back in October where Man United drew nil-nil with Chelsea. A lot of similarities with that game, to be honest. It being pretty dull in the end, pretty underwhelming. Um, and both sides in the end, I think, just accepting that draw. Because I think that... For both sides, really, quality in the final third was absolutely lacking today. Um, I feel tactically it was quite interesting, especially in the first half, seeing how both sides set up. I think Man United surprised us a bit with how progressive they were. You know, they really pressed up the pitch. And I felt that, weirdly, in a game where Timo Werner didn't start, didn't come on to like the 75th minute, it's a game where you probably wouldn't have, would have wanted him to start, especially in that first half with the space in behind. Um, I think in the context of the Premier League season, of course, we're going to look at it and go, it's two points drop, you know, you're facing a team above you you want to take points off them but you know once it gets to that late stage especially the unbeaten record under Thomas Tuchel you know a nil-nil draw you know it's not a disaster really we move on to the next game you know Chelsea play Liverpool we play Everton and there were other teams as well we're facing in the coming weeks where we can get points off too so there's a long way to go in the Premier League season um, I just think it's disappointing given Atletico the other night and feeling this sort of positive momentum from Chelsea moving into this game we could have won today but unfortunately that did not happen. You know, I think defensively for me, once again, very impressed by Chelsea. I think the, the shape, the structure, I think there is a, a two, two sides to that, to be honest, because I think I could go into sort of the midfield area once again, where I think today to me proved once again why there are really no perfect solutions for Tuchel at the moment in central midfield. I saw a lot of people during the first half calling for Jorginho to be in this game. And I could sort of understand that with Man United pressing up high and you think about Jorginho from deep, those balls in behind, for instance, to unleash, say, a Timo Werner or even in the first half, Mason Mount and, and Hakim Ziyech um, to really go at Man United. But I still have the concerns in the second half when the game turned a little bit and Chelsea was struggling to deal with Man United's counter-attacks. You know, there's the threat there as well so I think to me just further revealed that like Kante Kovacic does give you maybe a little bit more defensive awareness and resilience I think Kante and Kova both made really key interceptions today although we still saw some counter-attacking opportunities for Man United which they squandered um, but doesn't really give you the same ball progression that Jorginho and Kovacic does especially having Georgie there but we know the frailties of Jorginho's game I think that's a paradox I think that several Chelsea managers have found themselves in now and I think that's the balancing act I think that each game you've got to sort of go with and, and hope it works because I think all of those players, Jorginho, uh, Kante and Kovacic give you positive things but it's about uh, sort of weighing the positives and negatives I think each game. I think there were moments today where you could see both why Kante and Kovacic are playing but there are other reasons why you think oh Jorginho in that moment could have maybe helped Chelsea progress the ball a bit more at times, you know, get out from the press. I felt at times, especially as the game went on in the second half and, and large parts of the first half as well, we really struggled to progress the ball and that was down to Man United press I mean I think McTominay and Fred like they did back in October really pressed up and you know stopped Chelsea distributing the ball from deep which I you have to give credit to them for but um, I was surprised a little bit by the team selection. Ben Chirwell coming in uh, for Marcus Alonso. We saw Kante come in for Jorginho and uh, Hakim Ziyech starting today. That was one player I did not expect to feature. I know there were some sort of murmurs about a Kai Havertz force nine. We didn't see Kai either come off the bench as well. So that was interesting. Um, and I felt for Chirwell, for Kante, and especially for Chirwell and Ziyech, I felt these were big games. I think... 
one worked really well, one didn't. I know obviously Ziyech had that big chance in the second half that De Gea made a really good save for. That was probably Chelsea's best chance in the game, to be honest, right at the start of the second half. Um, and it came from Ben Shearwell's real good play. So the two sort of new boys, as you'd say, under Thomas Tuchel, the two players that have been basically outcast so far, coming in and nearly scoring a big goal for Chelsea. I think Ben Shearwell was a lot better today. I think Shearwell deserves a lot of praise. And for me today, highlighted why I want Ben in this team long term, because you can play him against a wide array of opposition because I think with Marcus Alonso we do know the limitations I think Chirwell's acceleration his mobility his his ability to get back and you know go up against pacey forwards unfortunately Marcus Alonso even as a left wing back just unfortunately does not give you that I know there could be the argument about goal threat but I think just all round Ben Chirwell uh, acquainted himself really well in today's game and hopefully that gives him a good enough chance at least in my opinion to be playing against Liverpool another tough game for Chelsea playing against Everton because I don't think apart from Marcus Alonso's brilliant goal against Burnley in the opening game I don't see too much what Alonso has done to me to sort of justify his starting position I think especially in recent performances um, so for me Ben Shearwell have done himself a lot of good Hakim Ziyech on the other hand really didn't do that well um, I was really disappointed in, in his game today and I think you have to be sympathetic because this is a guy who didn't last a full 90 I think probably maybe should have been taken off at half time as well um, I think if Callum Hudson-Odoi hadn't been injured and, and taken off at that point I think he would have been the one that was taken off and Reese James would have come on in his place because it was quite clear Tuchel was frustrated with him rightly so and there were some nice moments from, from Ziyech in the first 10 minutes but he was constantly giving the ball away physically being outdone in the Premier League um, unfortunately for forwards um, I know some people get frustrated by this um, especially international fans but that's the way the Premier League is and if you can't handle with the muscle of the Premier League that teams are going to bring to you and, and to forwards they they will try and do that to stop you have you know having an influence in the game. I don't think body language for me is anything negative for Hakim Ziyech. If you've watched Ziyech in the Eredivisie for Ajax, this is the type of player he is. He does have that sort of introverted, a bit like you know Kai Havertz, you know sort of that reserved sort of swagger about him on the pitch. I don't think that's my problem with him. My problem with him is you know his passing ability which is where you want him to thrive and he gave the ball away so many times I think a bit like Havertz in the past looked like he was off the pace completely which I think is understandable when you look at the context of how many games he's missed recently and how little football he's played but that was disappointing because um, you know I felt today being such an important game for Chelsea I would have preferred to see Timo Werner start in that roaming 10 with Mason Mount or even Callum the way up, up high as well uh, even P Christian Pulisic you know I think that was a little bit frustrating that did not work out for Thomas Tuchel today and I don't expect uh, Ziyech to be playing again against Liverpool because I don't think he took his opportunity today at all. Um, but defensively, I think, you know, seeing that free-back system, it continues to work. I think Christensen, once again, had a really good game, made some really key interceptions, uh, being in the right place at the right time. I was really impressed in that first half. The line, especially with someone like Marcus Rashford, who can make such intelligent runs in behind and was constantly trying to throughout the game. You know, sometime he was a little bit more central in the first half, going out wide in the second. Um, but I felt we dealt with him really well. And I thought Rudiger had one of his best games in a Chelsea shirt for a long time today. Um, he was almost getting a nosebleed at times uh, marauding up the pitch trying to add some energy and, and spark to Chelsea's attack which was lacking today um, and uh, I thought Rudy had a really good game he really did had some spats as well with McTominay which was great to see and Dave was just being Dave you know those small things that I think one-on-one -on -one defending that I think Dave just will always excel at you know no matter what age he is I think he's always been that good at sort of reading the game and he, he was brilliant today as well Mendy made some big saves um, I don't think he made any brilliant saves today I think the one that everyone will look at is the is the shot that goes through a bunch of 
defensive bodies. I think from McTominay when uh, United had a bit more pressure on us uh, in the second half, and it goes for a lot of bodies. I'm not, you know, I'm not a goalkeeping expert. Of course, I expect you know it is, is going to be difficult, but I don't think compared to say the saves he made in October, but there is a nice comparison there. You know, saves against Man United, and, and he keeps a clean sheet, another clean sheet for himself this season. Um, but it's just really difficult, isn't it, to speak about a nil-nil where the quality in the final third and I've been watching a lot of Premier League games this weekend and I have to say I think it's been sort of the same across a lot of games there's been a lot of underwhelming games this season um, and I think that or sorry this weekend I think personally for me there were so many moments where Chelsea passing wise in the final third just so disappointing our ability decision making as well I think was really poor the closest we got all day really was the Ziyech chance and Giroud just missing the header I thought Callum it was unfortunate Callum actually was taken off I think we can forget that now because Callum I think was a real positive influence in the first half it's a shame that he appears to have some sort of knock and hopefully that doesn't keep him out for a couple games because he's been influential for Chelsea recently and you know that cross into the box for Olivier Giroud and then you think about the crosses from Reese James um, as well. The amount of times Reese James puts brilliant crosses into the box and no one capitalizes on them. You almost think there were so many times we got a cross or a chance to a free kick from deep to swing in from Reese James's right boot. I almost would say to Reese, what's the point? You know, if no one's going to dare to go towards it, so many times a ball, a brilliant inviting ball gets put in there. No one goes towards it. Um, and it's why we don't score, you know, and that's the, the frustrating thing with Chelsea. And it still was my concern yes, yesterday when I was doing my preview. This team lacks decisiveness in the final third. It really does. Um, and it has for a while. And it's in these type of games where you really see it, you know, where we're not going to get a bundle of opportunities against Man United, a team that has been unbeaten for a long time uh, in the Premier League away from home. And they have confidence there. They were going to be resolute. They were going to be defensive. I thought Maguire and Lindelof, despite some shaky moments, maybe in the first half, I thought both of them did well as the game went on. So Chelsea struggled there. But I think either, whether it was Pulisic as a false nine, Giroud as, as a number nine as well, um, or even Timo Werner, we really struggled to create opportunities. And it's once again, I get back to that midfield position. I thought Mount was once again one of Chelsea's best players. Um, but I just felt he didn't have enough support up there, to be honest. I felt with Ziyech underperforming today, I felt Pulisic never really got into the game as much. And when he did his finishing was really poor it's probably disappointing you know two points dropped and um, when you think in the context of the season you know if, if the top four race is going to go right down to the wire that could be a critical result really and it puts United in a real strong position um, the thing I would say though is Man United I think go to Man City next weekend but we do have the Liverpool game we do have the Everton game um, it's just for me Thomas Tuchel he's got so much attacking talent here he needs to find the best use of them he needs to get them clicking because unfortunately Chelsea we can't always rely on world-class overhead kicks by Olivier Giroud this team needs to be more energetic more progressive I know in games like this it can be a bit of a chess game um, I don't expect it to happen every week but I think this team needs to be doing more in the final third and I think even the talks of Holland in the summer I think there's enough here to to make something happen and make this team a lot more fluid and a lot more lethal in the final third I think teams should be fearing coming up against Chelsea and I don't really see at the moment an attack that to me I, I would back to score three or four goals to really put a team away and that's something I think that needs to happen between now and the end of the season if Chelsea want to get in the top four at least in my opinion those are my thoughts on what was pretty <laughs> a drab nil-nil it's very hard when, when a nil-nil happens like that to really make much of the game to be honest I think other than that we can talk about the drama of the VAR call early on I'm sure that'll be much focus uh, after that I mean consistency of handballs and consistency with VAR decisions this season in the Premier League as we saw yesterday in the Premier League as well is inconsistent that's the truth um, and I think you know Greenwood Callum they both had their hands on the ball to be honest 
I don't know. I mean, was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? Obviously, I was glad it wasn't given as a penalty, but I think that um, VAR is a mess. It really is at times. Um, so that was really the only other major talking point in the game. But I'm sure you guys will have more to say in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch this episode. One more thing. Uh, after you've watched this, go to my community page. Go to my Twitter page. I'm going to be requesting questions for tomorrow's added time where I'm sure we'll be reflecting more on this game and other Chelsea issues. So make sure if you want to have your questions answered, please submit them on the community page or my Twitter page at Son of Chelsea. But thank you guys for watching and I'll see you again.